0: Welcome to Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim.
1: And my name is Nellie J, y'all, and we are Good Rookie.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday to all you folks out there. And guess what? It's episode 42. Oh
0: 42. Dakie <laughs> Robinson number.
1: Yo, faulty too, sir. So we're so excited, guys. You know it's always a good Tuesday up in the Good Rookies house. And today, y'all, our guest—he is returning. This man's gonna drop so much gems, and so we're excited to have him on the podcast. Fahim, please introduce who we got.
0: Okay, we have a, a seasoned veteran, someone who's been with us before. Uh, definitely gonna uh, hit us off with a lot of stuff we need to know in regards to not just sports. But also on the business side, in regards to real estate, let's yeah. welcome a real estate investor and realtor. Let's welcome Christian to the podcast today.
1: DJ, you very much, guys. DJ, DJ, <laughs> DJ, 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 <laughs> DJ. <laughs> what up, Hi, my DJ. brother? How you doing, DJ man? How how Good. are
2: you? I've been well. been well. How about
1: you guys? It's been a minute. I mean, I haven't seen you since 2020. Now it's 2021. You know what I'm saying? But I'm happy that you're looking good, looking healthy and ting, right? Right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot.
1: No problem. So I guess for the folks who don't know, DJ is an NFL fan. This guy is Buffalo Bills. And I'm sorry, you know, your team kind of fell short in the playoffs.
2: Uh, Yeah you know, it was it was to a, for a bit of a pointed, right? I mean, Casey, what can you do? Well,
1: okay. far, you're playing Mahomes, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think we got them this year. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So you're saying that the Buffalo Bills, if yeah. they see Casey, if they see Casey in the playoffs, y'all got them.
2: I'm pretty sure. Okay, he said it. It's a different team now. New D line. That was the problem. That's that's the kryptonite for for uh, Mahomes. That you saw it with the Bucks. <laughs> if you could
1: get after him, you can beat him. Okay, okay. Well we'll see. I- I'm gonna call you know I'm gonna message you, right? I'm gonna message you in the playoffs. So okay. um but I guess the hot buzz right now is Julio Jones. This guy is on the market. Um, you know, and he's ready to go. So what team do you think he's gonna end up with? I think Julio might want a ring. So who do you think he can go to and then he might win something there?
2: I mean Julio can put a lot of teams. Over the hump in order to be contenders, right? Um, but I think what makes the most sense is that he goes to the Packers. Reason Ooh. being, reason being is that I think it kind of solves Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave. That will change his mind, obviously, and then Absolutely. that also helps. Um, so basically, Julio and Aaron both get what they want, and then obviously that puts that. I mean, with him and um, um, wow, I can't remember name. Their other receiver, the, the big guy, big pass,
1: uh, what's his name? And oh, at uh, Green Bay, you mean?
2: Adams, Devontae Adams. Devontae. Probably, I mean, sh- you can't, that would be.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, if they think, get. Wow. If they get them, that'd be great. But we all know that, you know, Green Bay, that'll help. I think that will definitely entice Aaron to stay. But yeah. we all know they, they need, de- you know, they need defense. That's their, they need that.
2: That yeah, they need defense, but I mean that would be an almost unstoppable. That'd be like the case of you know, <laughs> the of the NFC. <laughs> that would definitely. I mean, I think Aaron would be singing a different tune. Well, did.
1: well, guess what, Green Bay Packers. I mean, DJ solved your problem. He's telling y'all what to do. Get it done for him. <laughs> Hot topics, brother. <laughs> All
0: right, so, uh, basketball Africa League. Let's talk about that very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to ask, did you guys take in – or actually, of, of the games, how many did you guys take in? This is a ballpark.
1: I, th- I think for me personally, I watched half of a game.
0: Half a game, first, okay.
1: And then I watched mostly highlights. Right. Um, only because, you know, my priority has been the playoffs. And, you know, um, I not got so much time in the day. So, But I did watch some highlights. Yeah. I watch, I think I watched J. Cole do a block one game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, like, it looked very competitive. And there were some kinés in there too, so that was nice to see. How about you, right. DJ?
2: I, I got mostly highlights. I didn't really watch any full games. So I obviously saw, like, the debut when J. Cole was there. That, that's the main reason why I actually heard about the b yeah, a lot was um, from the advertisement and what, probably what um, kind of mutual interest they probably kind of used them to kind of uh, attract a lot of the American market to, to watch it and a good story. So um, that's definitely, definitely, all I saw was the parts with uh, J. Cole and just a couple of highlights from a couple mm-hmm. of games. games. Yeah. Okay, so
0: I watched the majority of games. Um, I kind of have a different uh, take in regards to I'm actually more surprised that maybe more people uh, haven't showed more interest on this side here in North America. Uh, I do understand though, and I'm gonna throw this question out. Uh, So having J. Cole, uh, a a prominent name in there, uh, that could help in regards to uh, popularity or getting people to know about it and awareness. Um, But I kind of feel like it's kind of hurt the credibility of a league that they're just starting. I just want to say Mm. right off the top is this. it's called the Basketball Africa League, but it's not a league. It's much, much like uh, in European soccer, where like uh, you know you have your regulation your 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 the league that you play in, and then the best of each league play in a tournament, which ends up being like their version of the playoffs, and that's for the best of that uh, that region. So this Basketball Africa League, it's not, uh, for instance, something that's going to do not. You won't have the same teams every year because not every Uh, African country is going to have the winner coming out. So it's kind of like, it's more or less like the playoffs of the best in Africa. So Mm. that's why it's such a, it's a short tournament. So it's, it's almost, it's only two weeks, you know? So um, I just, that's one thing I have to, I want people to be aware of because I initially thought when he said the league, I thought it was just like, like we know a league, same teams go through a whole season. No, this is the best of the best. Um, so that being aside now, when I'm coming back to what I'm saying about J. Cole, um, these are players who are professional players, uh, but you have to understand the level in Africa for this league, a brand new league, it's going to be very low. It's not going to be a top league like in reg- the kind of players are going to get, such as Australia or, or um, Spain or any of the big domestic leagues. They're not going to get that kind of notoriety or, or those kind of players. Mm-hmm. So I think J. Cole playing for them um, it's kind of hurt it because it's if you have someone who hasn't really shown to earn his way in the league, it kind of to me speaking to the value and the level of talent that's in the league. What do you guys say?
1: So, I, I, I were saying about that, mm-hmm. I just think to be honest, without Jay Cole, they would have had lower viewership. Right. And that's just the reality. I understand mm-hmm. for us, right, who are sport friends, we are. We like basketball, right? We understand the quality of the game. But, for, but, but most NBA fans are average fans. They're not avid fans. You know what I'm saying? The, you, they're rarely, rarely basketball avid fans out there. Yeah. And the ones that are, I agree with you, Fahim, the quality of the game goes down, the credibility. But the average basketball fan, oh, J. Cole's on it. I'm going to watch. That's who they're trying to grab because the NBA, I would say more than half of the NBA fans are average basketball fans. They're not really avid you know what i mean so uh it's kind of um you know like pick your poison i I would say though that the bal did a very poor job in communicating what you just said like if i'm the bal i should hire for him because clearly no real talk because i've seen so many uh posts about the bal and no one explained what you just said ever (laughs) on air, or even it's like, oh, B.L.'s going to be out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a basketball league, the NBA, and Jordan. It's like all that. It's not really about what you just said, Fahim. So I think there's a beautiful story behind it, and their marketing team failed them. DJ, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think somehow the same. So, I mean, it wasn't marketed well, but that's to us here, in both Canada and, let's say, America. But I'm not sure exactly what they're doing over there. Like, I mean, I don't watch any games in Spain or Australia or anywhere else. Uh, so it, it could be that they would have had a lot of viewership over there sure. uh, in Africa, which should be their their target market because that's who they're going to sell tickets to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, in regards to getting that American or Canadian presence, I mean, they didn't really – I don't think they really focused over here. But except for adding J. Cole in there. The other part about J. Cole, I think, is – yeah, they did it just for, like, the marketing, obviously. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, I think he was, like, working out, really, like, uh, working to get there. Also, he used to play um, uh, uh, basketball in, like, high school and college. And obviously, it's not on their particular level. But, I mean, you know, he was at least somewhat okay, right? So I saw there um, when he was playing with um, Trey Young and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's not, he's not a bum. So, I mean, he's able to at least hold his own. Would he be starting on the team? Probably not if he wasn't J. Cole. But um, I, I think it was, uh, it was like, a, I guess, a, um, a person that at least knew what they were doing. So, almost like when, when Master P played for Toronto Raptors. Obviously, he can't play, he's not going to start under Toronto Raptors. But it's like, okay, we could get some exposure and he at least can hold his own in the NBA.
0: Mm. Now, so, so Master P, he did it for the Raptors, but he also did it for the Charlotte Hornets also. So Master P, yes, it, it, I don't know if it was so much, remember, he played preseason games, right? Master P, uh, there's a certain level of, of skill that I think Master P had that with J. Cole, like, let's be honest, if, if he was in high school right now on the elite AAU circuit, do you think J. Cole, his, his game right now is good enough to play in the high school AAU circuit? I would say no. I think he looks very much just like an average high school player. Um, And that's not a shot. That's just, you can't understand where he started from. When he started in his prime, when he was young, you're right, he went. He played at St. John's. He was a walk-on. So meaning he wasn't a lead at the time. He actually got a scholarship by being a walk-on at the end of the bench and then didn't finish because he focused on his musical career. Um, Six, what, 10 years, 15 years later, you can't expect that same guy can't give him that, you know what I'm saying? He's going to mm-hmm. go around all the way back. That's the, that's the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, and that's it sounds like I'm taking a shot. Think about it like this, though. For what he's doing, he's in his mid-30s. He's still balling better than probably a lot of mid-30 guys out there. So we can't yes. throw 20 shade at him, right?
2: Right, right. right.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean,
2: yeah. good point. But he also saw the difference in, in some of his games where, like, if he went out there and just balled out, mm-hmm. then that's when I think it would hurt the credibility of the league. But he really did. I mean, he had True. very, I'm not, it was subpar. Yeah, you they're know, bad, but they definitely weren't. He wasn't a star by any means. I think he started the first game and then some of yeah. the other guys, decided, I don't think they're starting anymore.
0: And that's yes. a very good point. I want to piggyback point. off what you just said because that's important. Yes. Uh, Jay Cole, he does respect the game because when he came on, uh, I don't know if you noticed that he didn't even take a shot. He wasn't even involved in the play for about four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't, it's very easily, if it was about him, to, every time I got the ball trying to force something he didn't yes. force that. he played within the game he understood his place right. so salute to j cole for at least respecting the game and that's where that credibility i think he he's earned right but i was thinking more about the credibility of the league for people who are kind of casual might think oh well you know this guy he played in a celebrity game he's not really a basketball player and now he's playing with the elite in, in africa not oh, really right. the right. i think you're looking for um Now, you're in real estate, so I want to mention this in regards to a – there's a country who I happen to think is – before I even get to that, let me mention this. The BAL champions for 2020-21 is Zamalek, and that's from – they're from Egypt, so let's give them a respect. Good job. Okay. And also, Um,
1: one Canadian was on that team, Ryan Wright, and he won, and he held up uh, the trophy. Yeah, big up to Ryan.
2: Nice.
0: So – Nigeria, in particular, is a nation that it looks like it's heavily invested because they have the past. You know, you have uh, Ujiri and Elijah Juan, et cetera, like great basketball history from Nigeria to begin with. Um, Nigeria is now also invested in the continent's first female league, women's league in Nigeria. So imagine that, like basketball is like it's part of the culture that's happening there and you have mike brown uh nba coach who's now coaching for the nigerian team oh, you know, know right you have uh um, morris from 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 denver uh he's now looking to play for nigeria also so in regards to uh players from north america or people from north america looking to africa nigeria seems to be a spot where uh you know in regards to infrastructure and just things like building it up yeah I'll keep an eye on nigeria for sure
2: yeah 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 i, I think also- this may also start producing some more african players Yeah, um you know but just just like how like you know the, they brought the the soccer league over here um is it called again ufc or no ufc um, mls MLS, sorry, yeah. Okay. MLS, like they bring, yeah, <laughs> I think TFC. Um, yeah. Bring like soccer, you know, bring that like Canadian, and a lot of their older players that are like, they can't play over there anymore. They right. come here and play, stuff like that. So I think basketball brings more exposure to, to Africa. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll get some more. I think I saw Adam Silver said we have about 40 players in the NBA that are mm-hmm. African or have a parent from Africa. Right. I think it would be a lot more than that, because Africans, a lot of them are built, like, right. it's naturally built, like, you know, like mm-hmm. athletic. So, I mean, if they, if a lot of them grew up, you know, playing basketball from a younger age, like a lot of Americans did or a lot of Canadians do, then they'll probably, you know, infiltrate the league much more than just, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon and the rest. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think this, this could be the start of a big change in the NBA in regards to African players.
1: So, question for you, DJ. How, how will this impact their real estate market? You know, because we know, like, I think when Barclays Center opened up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. everyone talked about how, how much rent costs went up, property value like tripled in Brooklyn. Like by having a team <laughs> made the value of, you know, the, the city even higher, what's the potential can we see in Africa saying that they're going to have an NBA league and teams playing? Like how will that change the marketplace out there?
2: I think, I mean, it's not going to have as of immediate effect as the Barclays Center did, because the Barclays Center had that, and then they had um, um, Jay-Z, he partnered with that Russian billionaire. I can't remember his name. But they ended up buying all the condos and everything around. Yes. Wasn't
0: it? Was it Progolov or Mikhail Progolov?
2: Something like that. Something like but, that. Yeah, like something they There's a huge direction around the Barclays Center on top right. of that. So everything that started, Maggie Johnson was in it. So because everything was being was being bought, there wasn't very much, and obviously supply and demand and prices went up. I think it's going to be the start in regards to just getting some exposure to some of these African cities. Um, you're going to get some other people of uh, attract people from around the world to go to these cities, and little by little, people start experiencing that. Hey, like this is a place that I can actually live. Right, and yeah. then people will start moving there, or bring more jobs there to that area. So, and I don't know if it will happen overnight, but I mean, especially if this league is successful, over time it will definitely yeah, start to uh, help the, the real estate in in those areas.
1: Yeah, I asked you because um, I met this uh, awesome person, and she was saying how she's like, yeah, from the state, like, she's like saying, yeah, I'm actually gonna go to Africa, and look for land. And I'm like, oh, like so, people are actually wow. like fly to Africa to invest in just land um, mm-hmm. fr- from now um, j- just to have the land so when things change so I'm just saying yeah. you know pe- investors are looking into Africa because um, you know there's so many people so many jobs and things happening in the continent so yeah that's why that's why I asked you
2: <laughs> yeah and also I, the, one more point that they're bringing people there in general or exposing to it so people to like you know we can actually move it because a lot of these people, a lot a lot of people, I would say, in America and Canada, don't even know if these cities exist before, like for some of these teams, right? So like, I mean, I went to uh, Johannesburg and Cape Town and those places are nowhere, like you don't see that kind of stuff on TV, what I saw, where I mean that Cape Town is expensive right, some similar Joe Hansburg, like Joe Hansburg in Nelson Mandela Square is extremely expensive in that area, but you're, everyone thinks of Africa and thinks of poor and things of that nature and thinks of certain areas but you know, the exposure will help the country, a lot, continent a lot Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
0: so on the way out I want to say a shout out to the, the BAL what they've done in regards to their um, finals most valuable player they named the award after take a guess who they named the award after
1: Matumbo. Oh. Yeah, you,
0: no, no, no. You're right. You got it. Hakeem Elijah. Hakim, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, Either one of those guys has to be. Oh, it what
0: what what I thought could have been dope is see how Bill Russell, it's the Bill Russell Award, and then he hands it off in the final. That's how it works, right? Like oh, yes,
1: that's true.
0: so once they announced Hakeem Elijah award the first ever, I was thinking, yo, this is gonna be legendary if Hakeem Elijah comes out and hands it. Oh. But he yeah. didn't though oh, i was like oh but well, maybe because of covid dope. and pandemic yeah traveling I'm, yeah. yeah,
1: i'm surprised they didn't get him there like yeah, i bought him a, a ticket for but, sure because i feel yeah. like most african nba or you know they were all there yeah. Well. whether yeah because like Masai was there and just so y'all know there's rumors going around that Masai might become the commissioner of the BA, of the bal and he might leave Toronto Raptor. That's a rumor. I'm just putting it out there, y'all. I heard that. Well,
0: to Many your, to your know, rumor, I'm saying this. Commissioner um, of the BAL.
1: Because they're saying that he likes Africa. He likes Nigeria. Dah, dah, dah. So they're right. saying that he might take that job. But I'm just putting it out there, y'all. No,
0: You're putting out rumors. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, remember, hold up. Remember... I had a rumor of Harden leaving, and you're like, I don't want to you're entertain right? this rumor. Look what happened, you know understand? <laughs> so I'm just putting it out there for him. Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> to, to add to that, which which would seem like an obvious move, if that does, I would say he doesn't even necessarily have to leave MLSE. That's what I think. To do that other stuff, also, like oh uh, yeah, i think the same thing. Because you we know, still want to have the have presence room. here, right? Right. But, but hey, whatever you. he does, we'll support him. Yes. Yes. Salute to all right. But,
1: uh, but, but besides stay, stay. Anyway, <laughs> <stay>. let's, <laughs> let's, let's stop it for
0: <laughs> you. All right. Okay. So the, the old, uh, there's a lot happening on with the Minnesota Timberwolves and this ownership situation. Yeah. With Adrod, Lore. Uh, Nellie J, why don't you first quickly go into the, the, the suit, but I just want to mention Kevin Garnett, who uh, initially we we're told was trying to get into ownership with the Wolves uh, lost the bid apparently, and now he's uh, does not want them to leave, and he wants to get involved. So it's it's a sticky situation in regards to relocation. Nelly J, you want to add anything to this?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna quote because want won't no come after me. Okay, it is above the law.com. All right, the yes. article is on there. All right, so no one say Ellie J. No, no, no. I'm telling you where, where, the source, okay, written by Darian um, I think Heitner. All right, okay, cool. So essentially, um, we all know Glenn Taylor is a majority owner. However, uh, the second largest ownership group under Glenn Taylor, they're called Orbit Sports, and they're filing a lawsuit. Or to block, I should say, seeks to block sale to Alex Rodriguez and Mark Lore. and they're seeking monetary damages of at least three hundred million. What they said is that Glenn Taylor, um, apparently, hold on, let me read a for. And a Glenn, the Glenn Taylor is the
0: current owner.
1: Yes, he. So he's the majority owner. Right. And his corporation. So. What they're saying is that um it says that its partnership agreement provides that in the event of a control sale it had the right to sell its entire interest to the buyer which is referred to as tag along rights and that the defendants have wrongfully denied the invocation of such rights so what happened is that when glenn taylor was finalizing the agreement to sell it what they're saying is that um it's uh, a statement that he was transitioning ownership to a new chapter, and so forth. And he can't do that without having to pay them out. On top of that, what they're saying is that with the control rights, um, so Glentil's actually proposed a control rights sale to Rodriguez and Lore. And he's and and if he does that, he had to put a, I guess a term in there that says that um, it'll be staying within the minnesota market and if not i guess there's something that, that has to be done to accommodate that change so it's pretty icky 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 they're trying to block the purchase and keep in mind um the board of directors of an nba have to also vote them in so even mm-hmm. if glenn taylor signs this if they vote no then then they don't get to be owners anyway mm-hmm. so this is coming to uh cause a lot of kerfuffle <laughs> um, and right now, people are saying that it might not have even happened because you know how how uh, Mr. Silver don't like icky stuff. So this might have happened. On top of that, rumors came out that Alex was trying to move the Timberwolves to sorry, sorry, the uh, Timberwolves to Seattle. But keep in mind, guys, they also own a WNBA team, and the Seattle WNBA team they're do, they're doing very well in that market. I think right. they're have, they have the highest sales for for tickets and so and the Lynx also does very well they've won four championships so it's a lot of hot mess go ahead Fahim
0: all right so I just want to ask so uh in regards to Seattle okay Seattle being a place who we all think all of us can agree deserves to have an NBA team um why they left Seattle and went to OKC um i was was it economic, I was told? Like, there's just a change of, of ownership? Like, what's – because I don't understand – of the two, Seattle, no KC, Oklahoma, enough respect to you, but I think that team – Seattle's a better market for the NBA than Oklahoma City. Um, if the thing about going back there, I feel Seattle would be super successful And having a team and rekindling what they had in the past, it makes sense for A. Rod to make uh, go there. As we know, A. Rod started his career in Seattle, playing for the Mariners. Uh, Connection there, everything's tied up for A. Rod to get this this uh, this relocation thing happening. If it were to happen, I guess got to throw those. So, are you of the two, Minnesota and Seattle? Stay in Seattle, or off to? I mean, stay in uh, Minnesota or go to Seattle. Which one is it for you guys?
2: I think it's, I think the financial decision seems to lead more towards Seattle, right? Seattle, Seattle right? is uh, much bigger market. I actually looked before in Seattle, like the the average income is far more in Seattle than Minnesota. Let's say the average housing price in Seattle is 837 The average housing price in Minnesota is 420 right? So, I mean, like, they have higher, I mean, higher, like more money, obviously, more income. You could charge more for tickets. Um, it seems like that's the best idea. I, 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 at one time, although hear me when I, you know, I say, but Donald Trump, right, was going to buy the Buffalo Bills. And he was going to move it to Toronto because obviously Donald Trump is making money. Buffalo, the, they don't have as much money as the people in Toronto. So it's not a whole big thing. And the, something similar to this. But, you know, Buffalo is a rowdy, a rowdy place, so, you know, they'll burn the place down and stuff like that. So that, I think that's probably – on top of the fact that he was there, you only thinking of, okay, I can make more money if I move this team to Seattle. The only question I have is um, why not just start a new team in Seattle? Like why you have to buy one and move it?
1: Facts. And I was going to say the same thing. I don't think – again, if Alex wants a, to start a new team, then follow that process. But he's getting a better deal, I think, because by – buying this team in a smaller market and moving it. That's cheaper, I think, overall than having to buy or start a brand-new franchise. That's but, what I'm guessing, but... So hmm. I think
0: that... Uh, so right now, there's 30 teams in the league, right? And 32. 32 teams. 32, 32 equal amount of teams on each so
1: so they would have to open up two teams that's two what i'm, spots. Saying. That's what, that's what I'm so, saying so what I'm say- but but keep in ahead. mind though the WNBA already has up teams in up in vegas they have a team already in seattle and in minnesota so <gasps> the nba the only thing they can really do is either um start or have alex say alex if you want to go to seattle just buy a team in seattle like don't like because i think he wants that but but it's yeah, cheaper but, this way it's i cheaper get it but, but, but
0: if he buys a team in seattle and the Timberwolves stay stay in Minnesota, that means that there has to be another team to match with the Seattle. Exactly team. in Vegas. So, I, yeah.
2: I think this is um here's another part. Because uh, KG was pissed that he didn't get the men, uh Timberwolves, right? Apparently he's been he's been speaking to people about making a team in Vegas.
1: Yeah. Okay. Like,
2: it, I mean, yeah. I don't know how far that is, but I read it a couple right. of places that he's thinking about making a team in Vegas. So I mean that would match it. You make one in Seattle, you makes one in Vegas, then you have two more teams. Um, And then the other thing I'm thinking is that if you actually take, I'm not really sure exactly how the fans part go, but let's say if you were supposed to start like, if you have the right to start another Seattle Supersonics, like way back in the day, and how many people like from that generation will come back to to root for this team rather than like a confusion with Seattle Timberwolves and this kind of, where do we go? Because it's hard to, if you're a fan of a certain team, it's hard to then just change like that. Like, I'm sure the people in Oakland are still a fan of the Vegas Raiders, right? Because you just can't say, "Okay, we're just gonna go for San Francisco now," because yeah. Oakland is gone. Like it doesn't really go like that. So I almost think it'd be more advantageous for Alice to say, "Okay, let me start a Seattle Timber, uh, SuperSonics from the ground up um, back in Seattle instead of buying this team to move it." But, but I, technically, I economics. You can- but I'm not sure if it'll be exactly more expensive.
0: You could move the team from Minnesota and then once it gets to Seattle, just change it to the Supersonics, couldn't you?
1: Well, what happened to the WNBA team though? He bought two what? teams, guys. He bought two teams.
0: <gasps> right, so they got to be a package. He I bought, it's you. a package, ah, and an you can't have right. two
1: WNBA teams in that market. It's not going to make right. sense or leave that team by itself. Like, my right. thing is that, you know what I mean? And again, that team in the, w, in the WNBA is one of the top teams in the league. Like they're, you know what I'm saying? So you can't move two teams. So Alex, it's a dumb plan, brother. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. Like, if you're going to buy the team, like like have it stay there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you want a team in Seattle, go get a team in Seattle, but don't cause confusion. So I'm hoping Orbit, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm just hoping that this, this does get blocked. Um, and, and if he does buy it, that the NBA ownership will vote that he stays in Minnesota. Cause I think they can do that. Because remember, he can want to be in Seattle, but doesn't I mean he'll get what he wants. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an ownership group. It's a team, right? So he can kind of do whatever he wants, right? Right. So anyway, my thing is that, and I think one thing that um, that, that Orbit Sports said about Taylor, uh, they're saying that Taylor is wrong. Although the deal with Rodriguez and Laura was structured as a clumsy attempt to circumvent Orbit's tag along, right? It does, the, it does deprive Orbit of his along rights. So essentially, Taylor is not saying that he's selling them, um, like, I guess, the, the term, I guess, is um, ownership. Like, the ownership is there, but he's like, the sole rights, it, no, sorry, it's called control sale. So he's like, oh, no, I'll do that later in the future. But it's like, no, if they if buy the majority of ownership, that's a control sale. You know what I'm saying? So he's trying to yeah. sell them a team, but saying it's not a controlled sale until later on in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's the argument, is that he did not verify that in his provisions on the document. So anyway. Right.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, so well, we'll definitely keep an eye on this. Uh, at the end, real quick, Nelly J, stay staying or going?
1: First of all, I don't think you would get the team in the first place. <laughs> you, uh, you get the team. I think i blocked, man.
0: DJ, how about
2: you? Um... I would say Sting. I, I, I And I also don't think he's going to get the team. But, if I mean, because if he, if he can't move it, he's not going to buy it anymore. It looks like. Right. Bingo. Right. So, so I, I guess I agree with
0: that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you all. Staying, no team. Uh, but we'll keep our eye on it. You guys <laughs> <Because laughs> um, said no team. <laughs> so, let's hit that. For the culture.
1: For the culture. Y'all, we like to highlight individuals that are for the culture. And today, we got to highlight Javain Christian, guys. Not only is he an entrepreneur, he's also a real, a real estate investor and a realtor. So he wears many, many hats. So DJ, I know you went to school in the States, right? And then you came back. To Canada, and I don't say folks that you know that going for school, they always have a, a better enlightenment in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like staying in Toronto all your life, sometimes you, you grow, but not as much as when you move away and come back home. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. my question for you is that why did you feel or why did you want to become an entrepreneur after university?
2: Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I, t- I took a class at last University in uh, um, Riverside, California, called entrepreneurship. By um, probably my my the best professor I've ever had, Dr. Johnny Thomas. I think he's still there, still dean of the the business school there. And that class was just extraordinary. I mean, it just really completely changed my mind from you know just applying for like you know getting a job and applying for it or just starting my own thing, being able to work on my own terms and, and building businesses. So um, that probably yeah that I'd probably uh, 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 attributed to, to that class, probably the most, and some other things, regards like reading certain books, for mm-hmm. Step, Poor Dad, and, you know, some others.
1: Okay, okay, and I was, th- I think it's so funny because, you know, we talk about being entrepreneurship and ownership, but it's, it's a lot of work, so I'm curious to know what challenges, at the beginning, at the very, very beginning, what challenges did you face, and did you want to quit? when you started being an entrepreneur or was it like, Oh, it's easy for me. I got it. Like what are your thoughts on that?
2: <laughs> uh, okay. In the beginning, I mean, I think you just don't know as much. So you do things and, and um, you make mistakes, just like walking, make mistakes. Um, well, I think the difference is, is, that if you're like, if you're, if, this is the, the desire, I would say. So if you really, really want something, if you really, really like it, then it doesn't matter how much times you fail. I mean, you're saying they keep going, right? So, like, even like let's say for the NBA, there's never been like a a 12th man that never got to play and said, you know what, I'm just gonna try volleyball because this is not working out. Like, because they have the love and desire to play basketball. So, same thing with the with the real estate. Yeah, at first there's a couple of bumps, hiccups, stuff like that. Um, obviously, it's harder to to get clients and to do things when you don't have any experience. I don't want someone with experience. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that that's really what make the difference, desire, hard work, obviously.
1: Well, that's awesome you said that, because I think desire, the will, you said you said the will to succeed, the desire to figure it out, and that there was bumps on the road, but because you had that end game, like, mm-hmm. you kept going, and I think a lot of people sometimes turn into businesses, it's like, yo, you such so, you so, so your own business, but it's like, what's the why? What's your mission? Because when you get bumps, that mission will will allow you to keep you know, you know going forward right so that's yeah. so important so i know with covid i mean listen i see up this real estate all the time in toronto like up down new laws like what's happening in the real estate world right now in in the world because i feel like this past year has been so much crazy talk and i think prices might go up again so what's happening right now bro so i
2: mean right now in the real estate market we have a new stress test that just started june 1st um, that has changed things a bit so basically it's um each buyer has to um has to qualify at a higher rate than you did before june 1st uh, as a result of that what you could get a mortgage for the, the lending amount is going to be a little bit lower so let's say a, a, about an average of about four or five percent so if you had a mortgage per for a million dollars before it would probably be about um uh 950 at this point. So I mean it's not a huge difference but it's enough to say that it will knock some properties out of your price range now. Um, Mm -hmm. As a result of that, uh, that plus let's say the the COVID, the halt in immigration, um, it has made the 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 market in regards to average price somewhat level off. It hasn't been going as crazy as it was before Mm -hmm. but um, it's probably just a a, almost like a ticking time bomb just waiting for uh, the pandemic to finish. Uh, things to go back to normal, people to move downtown again, obviously, like, rents downtown are still bottom, bottom, like, extremely low. You rent a condo right now for mm-hmm. $1,500, downtown $1,600 maybe, where you couldn't, February 2020, was at least 2021 Yeah, uh, 2100 So, I mean, once those things start happening again, then we're going to have a lot of demand come back in the market, and things will probably go back to normal.
1: So, a question for you, because I feel like I think the last pandemic was, I think, in 1919, something like that, the Spanish flu. And, you know, we know after that happened, there was a Great Depression. So why do banks think that that won't happen again? You know what I mean? In terms of, like, market crashing. Because I feel like when we had these issues in the past, the markets did not go up. It went down because people lost jobs there were less opportunity for people to, to work. We know in Canada, that, that cert check stopped in, Jan, in December, right? Mm-hmm. So why do we feel that the market will go back to place when jobs aren't increasing, people aren't getting jobs better and the pay is going up. So why do we? So why, why do you guys feel that the market will go up so quickly?
2: Well, I think in, in Canada, we have, we're in a very, very unique situation here in, 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 mm-hmm. in, in Toronto, especially. We have a lot of people that want to move to Canada most of the most of the people, vast majority, well, like 43% of people live in Canada live in Ontario. Um let's say if you are looking for jobs, they come to the country looking for jobs. Let's say I mean, you know, normally you being gonna choose where the most jobs is going to be Toronto, then be Vancouver on the other side. We speak mm-hmm. French when I go to Montreal, um, things of that nature. So I mean in Toronto, because our our country has become so attractive and we kind of have somewhat almost like a monopoly in Toronto, everyone to move here. Um, that's what it's gonna come down to: supply and demand. There's gonna be a lot of people moving to Toronto, and there's only so much real estate. And then, not even that. So, real estate prices. I mean, real estate construction has slowed. Um, we normally need about let's say fifty to sixty thousand new units in the in the GTA a year. We're way below that, and now construction costs have gone up. So, I mean, there's been there's been a lot. That's happened, but the 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 supply hasn't increased much. But the demand is is likely going to increase quite a bit after after the pandemic.
1: Oh, okay, so you're saying because of the construction has gone down, there would be a higher demand. That makes sense. I mean, yeah,
2: I and, I and, and then that. we have a oh sorry, is it because we, and then also just because we're gonna have a, a huge amount of people want to come to the country at the same time right after the pandemic. As I mean, Justin Trudeau has already committed to about like 1.2 million people by like 2023. I think you said. Oh, really? So, so
1: c- hold up. They're coming to Canada or Toronto or just. No, no, no. they to Canada. Okay. But I mean, if that's so, I mean, most of you
2: are going to come to Toronto.
1: Yeah, that's facts, man.
0: So, uh, in the community, let's say in the culture for Black, uh, what do you think is the biggest pain point in regards to real estate? And what solution would you have to, to fixing that pain point?
2: Mm. Well, I mean, in regards to the Black community and real estate, right now, we're just not in it enough like we should, like some of the other, some of the other uh, races and cultures. Like when you think about a lot of people that come here, like when you see like an a Asian family that comes here, they'll come, they may, you know, work in a certain, like work a store for a certain amount of time. A lot of them don't even apply for that, but they'll work with their family for a long time, save up and buy we see some other causes where they'll they all live together in one house. As like each family comes over, save up. Each person buys, right? right. Um, a lot of uh, let's say a lot of a lot of black people could uh, do could take from those strategies, do the same thing and start to buy a lot a lot more. Also, like you see like this, like, you see everywhere. Um, not everywhere, but a lot of places, at least in America and Canada, places like Regent Park. That's now you know, like the, the, the black people were there were all gentrified. Gentrified, yeah, moved out. And now if we could, uh it's not obviously it's not this is not on uh just uh, the black people to buy it up and everything else, but I mean there's obviously a plan in place. The government actually had a, a plan with uh, Daniels Corporation, they're building 10 towers. But if we could start to buy up more of that real estate before everyone else got their got their parts of it, and now it's not really a black community anymore, I um, we would have been much better off.
1: It's a good point because actually there's some numbers behind this, right? I add some facts here. So they're saying that um, the racial gap in neighborhoods in Canada have increased by like in the last 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're saying though, the reason behind that is because of the income gap. So Black people are losing ground ownership because of income. So in the last 35 years, the incomes of raciali- r- racialized people have grown just 1% compared to 60% for white households. So black people are not getting more money. They're not getting promotions. They're not getting increased pay. Uh, only 1% of black people have seen increase of incomes in the last 35, 1%, guys. Yeah. And that's in Canada, right? Canada, the, the, oh, we're not America. So it just shows that, you know, there's a huge gap in income, which, which, which then leads to a gap, right? Of, of families that are black renting versus ownership you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying right. so, it's, it's, so the, the system is issuing I, I i know like they're looking at data now but this data came out last year i mean we are, we're aware of it but i guess the government of canada got data behind to say hey black people can buy home ownership but we're not getting the promotions or the raises or we're, we're getting paid less than our white counterparts in the same position. So I just not want to put it up there as well. Um, yeah. One thing for you though, I, I saw, I remember uh, a news station, this biracial couple, um, her and her husband were selling a home and the, I guess someone comes and tells them how much the home should cost, I guess. Like that, that person who tells you the cost of your house, right? Yeah. So, it's CMA. CMA, yeah.
2: Analysis, yeah. so
1: what happened is that, when he first went there they had pictures of the family and of course they're biracial so they had black kids the black wife all that stuff he gave them a very low number of the value of the home relative to the neighbors who were selling when mm. they changed the pictures to white the only white pictures in the house the myth. value went up and yeah. this happened in ottawa guys ottawa right the cost of the house went up in value so what are what what are realtors again and, and you know you're a bla- a, you're a black realtor what are things that you can do to avoid this because my thing is that if people are saying this house is worth this less because of the person who lived before that that's racist right so yeah. what like is there, like I mean I, I mean is there a black a state a black real estate group like is there people fighting this for people or owners who are trying to sell their home but because they're black they're getting lowballed
2: well you, you know, know what like I mean it is not too much you could do about it just because it's not something you could force on people right you can't force someone to say if someone doesn't want to buy a house a black person and you're black you can't force them to buy your house right Mm -hmm. but what i tell everyone black indian whatever like you're supposed to what declutter and depersonalize right when you're selling your home so depersonalize you take down all the signs that you have right some people just don't like who may want to buy a white person's house Right, Um, so you want to depersonalize just to get it as neutral as general as as possible. So that's something that I would definitely recommend for for most people. But I mean, that's real. It happens. It Mm -hmm. happens. happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: happens. And I guess my question for you is, how can you tell that the real estate agent is crap? Like it's garbage. How do you know? For (laughs) example, no, because right, like I get a lot of people are are right now in real estate. A lot of people send you emails and, like, you know, it's everything. So how can someone say or tell if their realtor is someone that they should work with? Like, what's, what's some signs of, uh this guy isn't good or this guy is really good? You what's know, some to look out for for. <laughs> for yeah. Pardon? So I'm saying, like, what are some traits to, to, to look out for, yeah. for, like, a home buyer? Yeah.
2: Right. So, I mean, there's a lot. So one thing you going to ask them, you know, like, you ask their own track record like how many deals do they do a year um you can ask them just general questions that that they should know like let's say you know what like how much how much are the the prices going up in this area how is this neighborhood the demographics of this neighborhood or um, um it also depends on what you want right if you're looking for an investment um you have someone that sells a lot of resale Just people looking to buy homes and live in them that might not be the one for you so i mean okay. The, it, depending on your situation it could change as well but some but similar of them are the basically like you should know your numbers you should know the market that you're okay. telling the person to buy into
1: no, it's good though. I'm happy. Listen, I learned a lot, y'all. If y'all didn't, let me know, but I learned a lot because I think sometimes, you know, we all see posts about property and articles, but no, I mean, not everyone wants to read those articles, right? And sometimes it's in in words that you don't really understand the terminology. So thank you for breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you want to buy a home, if you want to look for home ownership or investment, please reach out to Jovaine. We got a brother an entrepreneur and you know we got to support our own y'all so thank you Jervain for all the insight brother yeah no problem <laughs> all, all right. right yo Fahim
0: all right so let's finish this out with that's absurd that's
1: absurd Fahim bro well the absurd this week what was absurd
0: as quickly as it went up it came down Ooh. major league baseball they have a agreement with New Era, and they have hats that they're going to call uh, the local market hats. Uh, these local market hats did not fare well because they went on the market and came off the market within 24 hours. <laughs> Absurd.
1: Absurd. What's funny is that, like, don't you have a marketing team? Don't you have, like, a product team? Don't you have a program? Like, there's so many like social marketing. Like, don't you ask questions to your audience to find out if they even want this product? Like, mm. what is happening here, bro? Absurd.
0: So DJ. as we know with as 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 we know with fitteds, it goes like this: fitteds or uh, hats. Uh, there's tons of variations and different flavors. I love them, right? Um, what made this interesting though is the local market. They really tried to. When they say local market, they try to really localize uh, that particular team and city to so on the hat they had examples of things from that city for instance the area code uh toronto b in particular would be maybe 416 Mm -hmm. maybe 647 not 905 though um
1: (laughs) sorry y'all y'all in toronto um
0: Ah. but they even messed up on some of the area codes on these hats that's how bad it got um and one other thing before we go to you dj with this i just want to say for the Toronto Blue Jays, they chose to localize ours with a food. That food they chose that, I guess, from the outside represents Toronto, was the poutine. Yeah, yeah. We all know poutines are not a <laughs> Toronto thing. That's a
1: Montreal thing. That's, That's a Quebec thing.
0: A Montreal <laughs> thing, you know, so. Absurd. Absurd. Go ahead, DJ. Yeah,
2: quite absurd. I, I mean, I, I see what they're trying to do but they just didn't do it the right way. They probably need to get someone from each area to sign off rather than some people, let's say in a boardroom, wherever their, their headquarters is. I think it's in Buffalo, actually. But okay. uh, wherever the, yeah. Cause, they, cause um, I'm pretty sure it is. They started in Buffalo, but you know, people that are from the area, just looking up something on Google and saying, okay, let's go with this and let's go with that. It was, it just didn't, it just didn't work out well. I think the, the one for, um, Kansas City, you even have the area code where the stadium is. Right? Mm-hmm. there's like an 816 area code, and that was missing. They had four other area codes. Um, yeah, it was Third something amazing that just wasn't, they didn't put enough thought into
0: it. Put it right. Way. Well,
1: honestly, my thing is that that's what called a marketing person that does the research. And again, guys, like to launch a product line, first of all, it was obviously produced. They probably have a lot in stock somewhere in somewhere in some in some um some garage somewhere so yeah. like you're making these hats it's going to production like all these steps but no one's looking into the actual area before you actually post or knit a poutine for Toronto just confusion man
2: yeah oh yeah <laughs> what a fail I mean, you what a fail um you need to be um, <laughs> up to date with the culture I think um in the remember um Damon John right he has a book I think called, um Power broke. He says, like, every once in a while, he'll go to, like, just, like, a hip-hop club, although he's, like, a billionaire and everything else like that, just so he knows what's going on. He knows what people like, what, people, what music people like, the kind of dressing or kind of fashion people like just to stay in touch. Or he has, you see, like, his uh, bad way entertainment. Like, a lot of them are just, you know, a lot of them are just, not people who have, like, the highest degrees or whatever. They're just people that actually fit there so they know. If New Era had that, had that kind of um, representation in their, in their office, they wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> <laughs>.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. Well yeah. said, DJ. Well, well said, said, brother.
0: Alright, let's throw this episode in the books then. Let's do it.
1: Episode 42.
0: 42.
1: <laughs> so DJ, as you know, we love to give our guests a chance to do the shout-out so the floor is yours.
2: Okay, I would like to make a shout-out to my family, my wife, Diana, um, I say my church, Upper Creek SDA. SDA definitely. How um, about it. All my friends, they all know who they are. And wow. um, again, I'll just, I'll just make a, a plug if you're looking to buy, sell, invest in the Greater Toronto Area, definitely contact me, javane.com, djuvane.com. That's about it. And I thank you guys for having me here.
1: No problem. And y'all, I'm going to have his website in the caption so y'all can click on that link and get some information. My shout-out is to Jovane. Big up to you, brother. I'm so happy that you were joining us. And again, like I said, I learned a lot today um, because I'm all looking into investments stuff like that. So thank you for dropping those gems. And I also want to give a big shout-out to, um, I would say, like Chris Paul, only because I feel like tonight he could or they can make it to the second round. And, you know, Chris Paul's injuries has been troubling him. So, if they beat the Lakers, y'all, that's going to be huge. So, anyway. I don't, think that's, gonna, I
2: don't think that's going to happen. Well, I enough for Chris Paul to get a ring. You're a Lakers fan.
1: You're a Lakers fan, but no AD, honey, no ring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> LeBron has to. LeBron, LeBron has to. A, it
1: out. LeBron's mashup, bro. His ankle. My, you see the man coming? T- get a rebound, guy. The last game. The man's mashup. Sorry. You gotta
2: figure it out. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. You can't go down like this. Second round? Can't go down.
1: Like this. Oh, no. Hold on. First round, bro. First round.
2: Oh yeah, first round. Yeah. What was the last round called again? Um, oh, um, pl- playing
1: tournament. The playing. Tournament. Yeah, yeah, play, yeah. playing. Tournament.
2: So first round. This would be this would be really bad but i mean you know i think i think lebron after he, he needs to get six rooms right and he doesn't have that much time left so I, I right think he's, I he's got time
1: you got time you got time
0: huh. really? <laughs> <laughs> two, all right
1: two more years two more years
0: all right uh, so i want to make my shout out quick uh dj obviously welcome uh we want to welcome you once again uh thank you uh for coming on the podcast. Um, Always good to have someone who understands sports, but understand knows the other side of sports also. So once again, thank you very much for coming. Um, I also want to make a quick shout out to once th- I know we started it now. I'm gonna end it with it also. Uh BAL Basketball League, uh Basketball Africa League. Um, I wanna also add uh, to give him a shout out, I want to double down on that again. Zamalek. Winning the championship from Egypt. And I just want to leave with this one question, okay? Uh, the first NBA game was the Toronto Huskies against the New York Knicks, and that was in 1946. F- wow. Zamalek, the Egyptian champions, guess when their, their team was founded?
1: When? Not Take a guess, year. real quick. Oh, um, I'll say 1981, 82.
0: DJ.
2: Six. What year? 86.
0: 1911.
2: What? Wow.
0: Basketball in Africa runs deep. Don't let them tell you otherwise. All right. Ooh, let's put this episode wow. in the That's books. a
1: good way to drop the... the oh, my goodness. <laughs> drop the mic, Fahim. Just drop the mic, brother. All right, y'all. Episode 42. All right. Y'all, cool. if... If you had a good time, you yeah, enjoyed yourself, you learned, please hit up Jervain. Plug, plug, plug. Give him a shout. Buy a house. Invest, y'all, in Canada. We need more Black ownership, so please check him out. Um, but, yeah, y'all, uh, we're, we're everywhere, okay? And please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a
0: friend. Fahim. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend <laughs> and then tell another friend. That's episode 42. That's Good Rookies Podcast, and we out. Peace.